good afternoon and good evening. Welcome to Ongakuri, the podcast where three friends come together and break down what's new in the Japanese music industry. This is the podcast for the week of March 24th, 2022. I'm your host, Cam, and with me we have Gray. What's happening, dudes? And Luna. Hello, everyone. Ginky. Oh, Ginkies indeed. How have you guys been and what you guys been listening to as of late? So, well, it's been it's been a week i thought tuesday was thursday so that tells you how my week was with that though i've been listening to i just have a random playlist i created and i honestly my brain has been melted lately so the playlist i have is just a lot of music i just enjoy or top songs i have stuck in my head and whenever i have that song i add it on so it's been super super random this week i honestly don't have like too much outstanding i will say my husband laid a big bomb on me which i did not expect he said he likes blackpink so that prompted me to actually add a few of their songs on there that that is surprising that's i'm sorry that is unexpected in before, so many ways before I before, know. We, before we continue on this when you said big bomb i thought he was like like we farted on you or something <laughs> oh my god no i he asked me randomly hey do you know who blackpink is yeah do you own their music not really i have some songs in apple and i said because of the podcast you know we've been exposed to blackpink and they're pretty big and he's like oh okay and then i find out he loves the song how you like that yeah, and then yeah, i told him about it. what it was in the oricon and he's like oh it's like 90s dance music i love it and i was just sitting there like what how in the heck did you find this so he got me on that streak and then i explained that when it aired on the oricon I'm like i remember when this aired on the oricon and i was and i ended up really liking it so I actually ended up being like, here, you should listen to s- these other ones I c- recommend, like Forever Young and do-do-do-do-do. But that w- that kind of what pulled up on my playlist. Also, A Witch pulled up. It's been just, like I said, random. Her uh, Nebita from her... Uh, why am I blanking on the name of that album? That's sad. But Nebuta, which I love that track. I forgot how much I enjoyed it. Great song to blast in the car. Also, Simba popped up with Semi Dubadu featuring Cream. Of course, Cream's always on my list. So a few of their songs popped up. Milk and Honey, Love With You, Banana, Kissing Part 2. And some Daichi popped up. So I have you and Excite on there. And I was pretty excited when you popped up. This is such a cute track. I love Daichi's vocals. And it really made me miss him. Because he has, I mean, he's popped up in industry. We saw him on the, wow, my brain's really melted. We saw him on the Kohaku performing that. But I feel like he, you know, in the recent years, he hasn't had like a ton a ton of music so just hearing you just put that happy feel you know on my hands also dream there they did a cover of the song hold on which was used in bridesmaids i sorry i don't remember who originally sang that but i love dreams version i think their vocals are fantastic it's on their single Konanimon. And it's probably one of my favorite songs by them, despite being a cover, just because of how they utilize each member's vocals. 
the melody. It's just such a fun song to sing along with. Edu also popped up with Night D. So that got me all hyped, especially when I was feeling down. I just wanted to start running around and I got excited. Also, Emmy Maria popped up on there. Nobody like you. Scream my name, Mr. Alien. Still love her vocals. Glad to see that she's back in the industry releasing new tracks. And her song Cherry on Top is really good. That came out last year. Utada always pops up on my list, but I had to... Don't kill me. I did have to skip First Love because I didn't want to cry that day. And that track always makes me cry because it's so beautiful. And He Die Die, Slow and Easy. That's one I always have on there because I love his vocals. And Ken, because you introduced me to him, that is like once you mention that song as one of your summer tracks, I have been obsessed with it and it has made every single playlist. So you are at fault for including Slow and Easy on almost every single playlist I have now. That is how much I love that track. It makes me feel so good and so relaxed. And Sunday made G Soul Brothers, Yes We Are, pop back up. I, I've been adding that to my playlist just because I've needed that oomph, that, I don't know, some upbeatness in it. Kira actually is a new track that I did listen to last night called I'm Good featuring Chahon. And I really liked it. That was actually really fun. So out of new tracks, that's one I listened to. Uh, Kodakumi always makes me smile. I mean... Any of her music just makes me feel good and really happy. And speaking of that, I ended up watching her Trick Tour, which is absolutely freaking phenomenal. And I want a Blu-ray release of that because it needs an upgrade. But I just her vocals in it and just hearing some of those songs live. I mean, she's just one of those artists that I absolutely love. And Taboo is probably my favorite song ever, if not of all time. But I that that just made me smile, made my day. So if you count that whole concert in as something I've been listening to, yep. Elsa had mine back in my list with Headlight and Cotton Shower, and I just want to say popped up too. So that made me very happy. Riri popped up, and not Rihanna, Riri, but Riri who did Rush and Honey, and that's my baby. So those were a couple other ones I listened to. Went back to TAs, but I did video featuring Stax. And, I mean, other ones, just other artists, like Hidomi popped up, and I absolutely love her song Addicted. That was my track back in the day, and after I had a bad breakup, I stopped listening to it, and then I started re-listening to it again, and just listening to the lyrics, her sweet voice with it, it's just such a nice melody. I highly recommend her Magic album that it's on, because that album is just full of I don't want to say bangers in that way, but it's just full of very good tracks. I love the compositions, the vocals. It is a somewhat lovey-dovey album, but Addicted is just one of those really cute songs that I just cannot help falling in love with. So, I mean, I could keep going on because, like I said, this is a huge playlist. And I did put some older artists in there, like Kudoki Mesa. And those of you know, I love Mesa and re-listening to some of those. It made me really sad because I do miss her music. Are you ready? Hear the alarm. Criminal. LOL. Shakun Maze. So I was just excited to listen to Mesa and it made me want to get out 
all my DVDs that came with their CDs because they have some concerts on there. So, yeah, that's really a lot of the random ones I've been listening to. I just, I really chonked up this playlist with all my favorite artists. I mean, you're talking Nishino Kana, Amado Namie, Boa, Nakashima Mika. I mean, well, let's just say there's a lot of variety on here. So, uh, with that, Gray, what have you been listening to? So work's been really crazy as of late, and I just I just haven't been able to listen as as much as I, I genuinely would like. But uh, I have been trying to uh, cram in as much as possible. So uh, I discovered a new boy group. I think I think they're new. Uh, they haven't dropped an album yet or anything like that. But I, I discovered a a new group that I like called Bloom. Uh, that's really good. They have an EP called Bloom. It's uh, Eight Loom, but there's a flower in the logo. I'm fairly certain you pronounce it as Bloom, but it's Eight L O O M, and it's uh, I think it's Eight Guys. But uh, I really liked their self-titled. I'm gonna call this a mini album because it's just five tracks and it's ten total, but it's five tracks and then five instrumental versions of the previous tracks. Uh, Come again, melody, hikari, forever and ever. Uh, I will be your bloom. All fantastic. I, I really like this. I, I find it very, very good. Uh, very nice work that these guys do and love it. So I've been listening to that a little bit. Uh, I'm still really enjoying Bish's Bye Bye Show. That, that's been one of my favorite tracks that's dropped this year so far. And I just keep finding myself coming back to it over and over and over again. Uh, I've been checking out I found the J-pop radio on Apple Music, and that turned me on to a, a bunch of stuff that I liked. So, Vondi's Bye Bye Me. I think this is his newest single. No, it's old. Never mind. It is old. Uh, but Bye Bye Me by Vondi, uh, which came out in 2020, is really good. And I hadn't I hadn't checked it out yet, so uh, I was enjoying that song. Uh, Dish, some old Dish popped up. So, Neko. Uh, and some old Layla. Actually, a lot of this stuff is old. I I did f- listen to uh, L- Long Longiness Remix, which is by Suglod Familiar and Chico Carlito and A Witch. And when I heard it, I was like, oh, I I, I know this is something that Luna would love, and I. She, she she was already familiar with it and, and gave her full and was like yeah this is this is good so I, I did I wound up liking that and that's not typically my style uh, that that's typically something I, I don't listen to uh, but I, I did I like this remix the uh, longiness remix you a know lot. I thought it was- be- before you kind of continue on here you know what's the funniest thing is so, what's that Bloom technically isn't a real band it's part of a drama it's a group that was made for a drum <laughs> so okay. that, ex- that yes. explains why there's no album and you know who the lead singer is no i don't it is zero one. Oh snap 
Okay, it's all falling together now. <laughs> That's why I'm like, was, the more I looked into it, the more I started laughing because I'm like, this this freaking just found his way to Common Rider again. <laughs> I I'm telling you, the it, it it showed up. I it came on. So this happened to come on the J-pop radio. No, because I was like, I was yeah. like thinking to myself, I was like, I knew I was. I knew Bloom sounded familiar because I was looking into them as well, and then I was like, "Oh yeah, it's because this is this is that drama group." <laughs> well, that explains quite a lot. Uh, yeah. So there's a oh. drama that released last year, and it's called uh, "Kimi no Hanani Naru," and it's a, basically about a girl that falls in love with one of the members of this group, and the main group is called Bloom, which is which which is why it's called. Kim no hana ni naru. I'll become your flower. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. So, yeah! That was... Thank you. Thank you, Ken. Uh, I did not is, know that. What's funny is, so they have a rival group called Chiane. Or Chiani. And it's basically Eni. It's, it's, all the members are Eni in that group. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. That is, that is absolutely hilarious. Man, how, how is it? I just stumble across this stuff. It always comes back to Common Writer with me. I, I was laughing. Oh, my Lord. Because I, I was laughing. I was like, <laughs> I knew I was like, I swear to God, I've I've, I've looked into Bloom before because the name sounded familiar when you were talking about them. And I was just like, hmm, name sounds super familiar. So I just did a glance or research. And I'm like, oh, yeah, it's that drama group that I didn't do. Because originally I was going to do them for Music Corner a while back. <laughs> yeah, I, I I stumbled across them. And I was like, oh, man, like this is going to be a great group to cover for Music Corner. And, and I pulled up the the artist tab. And I was like, well, you know, they don't, they don't have an album. So I'll just wait. I'll just sit on this till they drop an album. And then I'll, then I'll, then I'll do them. But... I guess they're not going to do it. <laughs> I guess there will be no album that they, they drop. Unless, they, unless, you know, the drama gets a sequel. <laughs> yeah, I mean, w- when I hear Come Again and stuff, I, like, like these guys, they, they really should be a boy group. Like, they sound so freaking good. And I mean, I mean, you know, Ryder, barring aside, I mean, people that involve Ryder usually have to do some level of all entertainment so singing is a part of that yeah and it is very common for writers to have to sing like filler filler songs in the back like background songs and stuff like that in the that they do in the season so mm. that's very very common I, well i mean you back then the yes not now <laughs> yeah oh i i know um revice did like near the end like they did one song mm. uh him and revice uh Revi and Vice both did a song together. So, uh, but yeah, I, I do know, like all the way back to Gaim, I think all of those guys could sing and dance too. <laughs> yeah, well, but I mean, what you call Baron was is Boys and Men. So, <laughs> yeah, he used to be until he got kicked out. <laughs> yeah, but that's that's a different story for a different day. Uh, also. Uh, real quick, so uh, the single version for Trust Last dropped, which is the current opening for Common Writer Geats. Uh, and so I have been listening to that. It, it's really good. 
Uh, Dice's latest single, Funky Jumping, is, is a lot of fun. I, I like that one. Uh, just Chillin' by White Jam uh, is just a blast. I, I love I love that song. And Equal Love just dropped, they digitally, they just dropped Kimi uh, Dake no Hana Michi, and it is fantastic. So if you have not had a chance to check out this, this release by Equal Love, I, I recommend checking it out. It, it's really good. And is is sung so beautifully. I, I can't recommend it enough. It is just a heart touching release. Uh, definitely recommend that. But other than that, like I said, I haven't been listening to as much as I really would like. But um, I'm gonna fix that this weekend. Ken, what have you been listening to? For me, I've been listening to a hodgepodge thing. I was listening to "I" by uh, Hakubi. Really, really great song. Really been liking Huckabee, what they've been doing as of late. Grows Back Team as well with uh, Hey Little Devil. It's also really good. The Angie with Bones is really, really good. Been listening to Knock by Lulibai, which is a really good girls rock band. I was also listening to Footwork by Ata. Oh, Ayatori, which is really, really good. I almost called Matayo. It's the same letters were on there <laughs> i was also listening to jasmine with Mo- uh by Mo- by molly really really good i was also listening to tokyo moon by clan queen which is really good psychedelic stuff so if you want to listen to that i think you would really like this group luna so but i think you also like tokyo mode itself because the trumpets that blare throughout that entire track is really really good You should send that my way. Yes. I was also listening to Good Old Juju with Haru no Arashi, that lovely release. I was also listening to Mine Toyama with... See, I don't I don't know how to pronounce this particular release because it's the two up arrow stuff, but it looks like the happy face. It's the stupidest thing, but... And I really, really like this. <laughs> it's a really good song. I've been following... Uh, um, Mide Toyama on TikTok and she does like daily performances and I've been really really liking that. I was also listening Edge by Seven Order as well. No stop to you there Gray. <laughs> Overall how'd you like that album? Yeah no. Uh, Duel is really good. I-, I liked it. I think I like this a bit more than their previous album. I don't remember the name of it off the top of my head. Re, Re- Alley? <laughs> That that was it, I think. One, their one album. No, Reality came out last year too. <laughs> oh, I missed that. I missed that. I have one, and I have Duel. I missed yeah. Reality, so I'm gonna have to go back. Oh no, I do have Reality. Never mind. I didn't scroll down far enough. Uh, I I like Duel. I I think this is maybe their best album to date. It, it, it's mean, really it, good. It usually takes around a third album, give or take. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I think this is really good. I think this is some of their best work. And uh, I, I like it. I don't think there's a bad song on here. And uh, this is something... Uh, I've listened to it, I think, twice now. Mm. But uh, I do want to listen to it more. I, I This is an album I'm probably going to be listening to all year long. Like I'll, I'll probably keep coming back to it. Like if I need to do something, and and you know it'll be a while before I can re, you know pick my phone up again. Like I'll probably 
I'll probably put this on if I'm not, you know, going through playlists and trying to find something new. I'll probably put this on for a while because I, I did. I, I like this quite a lot. I think it's just a strong album, and the the there's not a weak song on it. Like I can't think of a song off the top of like that I think I would skip. Like this whole album is really good. And I, I enjoy it quite a lot. How have you been feeling about it? I thought it was alright. Like they're they're it's probably one of their best, more well rounded albums overall because it's it's showing as a group that Samorder has really grown and they're not just gonna stick to their usual we are a boy band kind of thing. Or not boy band, boy group kind of thing, so and I've been yeah. really appreciating that overall. Yeah, and, and it really feels like they're re- leaning, especially with Duel, a lot of the tracks really feel like they're leaning on their vocals mm-hmm. and uh, just really putting out some, some good some good work. Yeah. But besides that, I was listening to... Home Away From Home ZP by Lullaby, which also has Knock on it as well. So, which was something that I've been really liking. I've been also listening to Take That by Tomita Lab featuring Tendre, one of my two all time creators, making something very Tendre like. So, overall, it's really good. I was also listening to Just Living by Sincere, which is also really good. Sakura no Uta by Kanabin. There, I, I, didn't know they made a graduation song, but I guess they did now. But but with that, speaking of graduations, let's continue on to our topic here. And as it is the summer or the springtime in Japan and the time where usually people graduate, we decided to talk about graduations a little bit more here. And our topic for the month is basically of the graduations from the 48s and the 46 system so Nogizaka, AKB, all that good jazz and we're decided to talk about in our point of view who had a great career in their post-graduation and who had kind of a not of a stink year but who kind of kind of didn't really make it out of the bang here after their their graduation there are going to be certain girls that we aren't going to cover so i'm sorry rina nakanishi fans if you need to if you know her name good for you but we aren't going to talk about that we aren't going to talk about Risa Tachibana as well we aren't going to talk about those people if you want to go look them up on your own time Make sure safe search is on. But with that, let's start with you, Luna, because I know that idols aren't your thing, but you are a fan of certain people that are in certain groups of the idol community. So let's start with you. Who do you think had the best career post their graduation? So I went with Tomomi uh, Tomomi Itano, so Mm -hmm. Tomochin, and... Those of you know, I, I don't follow idols as much, but I did listen to AKB early on, and I always loved Tomochin. I, I, I mean, she is really cute, but I also really liked her vocals. I liked that she stood out, 
And she was one I followed her solo career afterward. And I followed her career in AKB as well. As she was one of the original members of AKB. And she was in Team A. And in 2010, she transferred to Team K. She did graduate in 2013. However, her solo career actually started during her time with AKB. So it started in 2011 with her debut single, Dear J. Which I remember when the music video dropped. I remember when the single was released. I was so stoked so, for this. So do I. And I started laughing whenever I hear Dear Jade, to be honest. I, I, I mean, personally, personally, Fui Ni is probably her best song. Fui Ni is a better Shirley. song. Oh yes. my God, by far. And Fui Ni is probably one of my top songs by her if not my favorite yeah but i do remember the hype for dear jay and i will say i was disappointed by it because i'm like she can do better and then she released fui ni which i absolutely loved and i own i think two editions of it i own a couple editions of that one because that's one of my favorite songs by her and just following her career from there when she dropped her debut album swag in 20 you know like in 2014 after she graduated a uh, akb and her swag album is freaking solid i mean it also had her top single she released in that time period and i i think it's such a fun album i also love the colors and i mean she's very good with fashion and you can tell that she she's also a model i mean i see tomo chin is just an all-around talent she's not just an akb member she's not just a vocalist she's not just a model she's not just a talent not just an actress i mean she is like all of that she's pretty much one of those whatever she put her mind to she could do and I feel like that really helped her career after AKB be successful because, I mean, she did model before AKB. She did tons of commercials. She was the queen of TV commercials because she starred in so many. I mean, she I feel like her career I mean, didn't just for, rely on her vocals and her tra her singing for, for her technically like her career was it's it's a very interesting one because i know she she knew what she wanted to do technically right after and that was just just straight up modeling and if you look at her career post akb and you know she tried to do the singing stuff but she kind of gave up soon after but she went straight into modeling and is probably the one of the more successful models out of japan i mean she's been in a lot of the international Oh, I agree. Fashion and shows. I mean, and so yeah. And one of the bigger ones, like Kawaii, everyone knows that magazine. I mean, I have copies of that magazine, and there's, I feel like even people outside Japan know that magazine. And I mean, her. I mean, I will say her singing career, despite it not, despite her not going on forever, she still had a decent singing career. If you look at it, I mean. She had two. Uh, she had two full albums and many album, many singles. So, I, I will give her that. And I mean, she had some. She did decent in acting too. She was in *Common Rider W*, *Majitsuki*, uh, *Majitsuki Gakuen*, and one of the big ones she was in was *Raincoat*, which, if I'm correct, was a Chinese drama. 
And I remember that being a really big deal. But she's really showed her, I mean, like her acting, you look at it, even in her singing career, I want to bring this up because we mentioned she really wanted to be a model. If you look at her, even though, like you look at her music, but you look at the music videos and all the photo shoots and everything that went with it, you can tell that she really cared about her modeling and her fashion because everything she did for that music career, she went above and beyond to make sure her outfits were on point, that she looked the way she should. And even her music videos, like I loved that about her because she was so stylish and she knew what she wanted and how to accomplish it in each path of her career. Yeah, so I'm glad you picked uh, Tomo-chan, Luna, because, you know, the really the only thing I know her from, because uh, she left... AKB48 before I, I started listening to him. But what I knew her from is Queen from Double. Uh, and uh, it, it, she will always be Queen to me. Uh, I just, I really liked her her work. Uh, I liked her in Kamen Rider Double. I felt like, you know, she did a good job there. And, uh, you know, just looking at like some couple of photos from her and stuff like that, you can definitely tell she's a model and and that that's kind of like where her focus is and, and where she wants to be uh but you, you know it's nice to see her be this successful and you, you know she she really can kind of just do like a little bit of everything and kind of be that jack of all trades but she kind of she's specialized in her her modeling and I, I think that's fantastic and it's nice to see that she still has fans and um, a following and people that really are just uh, in, endeared to her. And I'm glad you were familiar with her, Gray, because I know she she left before your time. But I feel like she, despite I mean, despite some people not remembering her from AKB or came on too late, she's done so much in her career that her name is well known, especially as a model. I mean, you type in her name and what pops up are a lot of her model photos. And also her Instagram is, I just love her Instagram. She did Kamen Rider Double with a fellow uh, Tomomi from AKB48, Tomomi uh, Kasai. And uh, I, I actually always liked Queen a little bit more than the, the, uh, Kasai's character, Tomomi Kasai's character, which was Elizabeth. Uh, Elizabeth was okay, but I always, always liked Queen. She always had like extra sass and, and she really commanded the scene, so... You know, it, it'd be nice to see her do some more acting and stuff because I thought she had some some gravitas and uh, I thought she was fantastic. If we're talking specifically about Tom, uh, Tomomi Itano and for Tomochen specifically, I personally think she had an okay career. The most, the only because of the fact that she only decided to continue on with her modeling only the modeling she didn't do her acting she didn't continue on because once she kind of left akb a lot of the acting stuff kind of stopped and two of those are i think i think raincoat was during her tenure in akb but i mean two of those i mean comrade double double was specifically a joint collaboration because at that time akb was with avex so that was the only reason why she was on double with kasai Majisuka Gakuen is literally an AKB drama. <laughs> and the character that she plays, she plays the, the bitch rival. She plays the rival, kinda. And it's it's pretty good overall. But if we're specifically 
considering her career after. I thought she had an okay career. Mostly because she only did her... She, she focused on one thing and she did it very, very well. Out of all the people we're going to talk about, she's probably the most noticed for her modeling. Out of, out of everyone we're, we're going to talk about here today. Even for mine. <laughs> and yeah, she has that look. When you see Tomo Chen, she just has that model look. And she's been, she even did some of that, you know, during AKB and a little bit before AKB as well. So I'm not surprised that's really the route she really was successful at after her career with AKB. But yeah, for what about you, Gray? Who did you pick for your who you thought had a fairly successful career after their graduation? Yeah, so for for me, because I, I'm a little bit more familiar with the 46s, I, I decided to go with uh, Nanase Nishino because I she was really just. You know, I was one of my favorite girls from Nogizaka 46 from the beginning. I, I think she had a really good exit from that group. I, I mean, we still talk about her graduation song. Like, that. that's just such a good song. And so I, I looked into what she's been doing. And while she hasn't really been doing music which is kind of what she started out doing. She has been busy with acting ever since she left the group. So she left the group in 2019. No, sorry, 2018. And she, she has been busy in dramas and movies ever since. And if I s- s- sat here and listened, like I could read off her filmography, but I'd be here a while. Uh, she's just been so busy with various TV stuff. Uh, she got her first TV gig uh, with a bet on this girl. And she's just, she's done one, two, she's done five dramas and she's done, she's done eight films in Japan. She, she, and, she, she, she's done more than five, but, but. <laughs> oh yes. Sorry. Uh, five, you're you're correct. It's uh, the filmography I have here is not the most not the best. But uh, for her movie acting, she's been nominated for best supporting actress at the Hochi Film Awards. Uh, she was nominated for best supporting actress at the 45th J- uh, Japan Academy Film Prize. Uh, and she won newcomer of the year for her work in Last of the Wolves. Uh, at the 35th Nikon Sports Film Awards, she won Best Newcomer as well. And this was for two roles. Uh, she was in Love is Light and Triple X Holic. And then at the 44th Yokohama Film Festival, which was very recent, it w- happened this year, this past year. It was in February, February 5th. She won Best Newcomer again for Love is Light. And she's in one of my most anticipated movies, which is Shin Kamen Rider. Uh, she she plays one of the monster girls, but uh, she I mean she is really on the rise. And the fact the that she's won you know two you know two awards, she's been nominated a few times, like really shows like she's a pretty stellar actress, and she's really growing and becoming her own as an actress, and it's. 
very interesting that she pivoted from a, you know largely a music career in, into acting. She did a little bit of acting while she was with Nogizaka 46, but it really bloomed in the years afterwards. She was also in One Piece film Gold. This is back when she was in Nogizaka 46, but she was Alba in that movie. So if you're a One Piece fan and, and you, you liked Alba... <laughs> But but such a minor role. <laughs> so uh, to be fair, I haven't seen One Piece film gold. I don't I didn't I don't know how big of a role Alba plays. It's in like that, a so. three or four, it's like a handful of lines. <laughs> uh, okay, well, you know it's it is like what she, it is. It, 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 it's not like she had a, like a major role in gold. <laughs> no, it's it's not like Uta from One Piece film red. I didn't think it would be or was because <laughs> it just says voice role, not like major yeah, 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 role or lead role. But yeah, still, I I think she has a very impressive acting career on her hands and she seems to be gaining momentum and I'm eager to see like where she can take this and and stuff like that. Like I said, uh, I'm looking forward to seeing her in Shin Kamen Rider and, you know, it's probably one of the smaller roles, but she's currently has fourth billing, so... I mean, she's, you know, that, she's one of good. the she's one of the rare monsters that will appear in the film. Let's just say that much. <laughs> yes, yeah. Oh, I, I'm trying to. Yeah, I don't want to spoil it in, in case you know someone like me is want to excited. Well, uh, you know, I don't want to spoil. I, it, but. I, trust me, I'm not looking to get spoiled too. But I'm in Japanese Twitter, so the it comes around. <laughs> that's true. That that's very true. But. Yeah, no, I, I think she's had a fantastic career, and uh, yeah, I, I'm really looking forward to seeing this this new step. Uh, she she did drop one single after she graduated, but that's for you know back in the when they were at the peak of the emergency, she she did a song, but other than that. You know she hasn't done anything in three years, so I, I don't think she she'll, she'll go back to music. Maybe she will, but I I, I think that's like my only thing because she's she's a really good vocalist. I really liked her vocals uh, when she was in Nogizaka Forty Six, and I, it'd be nice to see her drop some stuff. But you know she she seems to be really enjoying the acting, so I'm I'm glad she's enjoying her acting career. Yeah, I mean for Nana, it's good that she's. I mean, she's just starting her acting, and she's starting very, very well. But <laughs> if if we're strictly gonna go on the actress route, I think Achan or Yuko Oshima Yuko has a much better billing. But this is before your time, so obviously you you haven't even heard of them. You might have heard of them in passing, but you, you you're not really a a fan fan to know, have known of that during that time. But with, with someone that was from your generation or during the time that you started listening, Nanase is a very, very good peg. The only person that I would think would rival that is um, Yurina, to be honest. Yeah, I could see that. For I know, for, like, for me, uh, there's, you know, once, you know, they graduate, like, it's, unless you, you really kind of go out of your way to keep up with them, it's, it's hard to know what they're doing and stuff, mm. so... Yeah, it's it's because well, I I was I thought of, I I know I picked Nanase, but the only the other person that I thought of again that popped in my mind was maybe my Shiraishi 
from yeah, from Nogi's Forty Six, but but Mai is also way too soon. We haven't really been able to follow her career. It's only been yeah. a year. <laughs> so unless she yeah, <laughs> well, I, there was a couple of reasons I didn't pick her. I, I didn't. I, I wasn't as big a fan of hers as I was Nanase, so it, it, it felt kind of disingenuous to pick her just on that alone. But mm. you're right; she she just graduated, so it, it's kind of hard to tell, you know, what she's doing, what she's not doing, and stuff like that. So, yeah. Uh, but she was the last big hitter Noki Zaka Forty Six had too. So, so I I honestly am not super familiar with Nana Nanase Nishino. I mean, there's a few movies and TV shows I am familiar with, like the Holic one that she was in. And I didn't follow, I mean, I know we listened to a lot of Nogi Zaka during a lot of the time when we discussed the Oricon and that, but I feel like she was a, she was a little bit after the time I really got out of that, but I know her name and I know it pops up. So I know how popular she is, especially with her acting and, and drama career. And I'm really happy that she's seen such success afterward because I, I know for a lot of former members, that's not always the case. Mm-hmm. And I still see her name pop up on recent, like, 22. And I think she's she's going to be in something, like, recent that's just coming out in 23, from what I recall. But, I, I mean, that's great to see someone like that, that, that she's still doing very, very well, even after her graduation. Yeah, I, I guess we'll move on to mine here. And the person that I've... I mostly picked was there, there was only going to be one person that I immediately thought of after graduation and that was going to be Haruna Kojima and she's been in the group since day one as well and she de- she departed in, in 2017 and while Kojima didn't really sing so much but she prefer- she pursued a career in the entertainment industry and garnered a, a huge amount of success. And one of her most notable accomplishments in her post-AKB career was her fashion brand, Her Lip 2. And this is a huge, huge fashion brand. You're, you're talking about not only lingerie, you're talking about makeup, you're talking about beauty, beauty products here as well. And while the brand is relatively new it's about three to four years old at this point it's garnered a huge amount of popularity among fashion enthusiasts and both in japan and internationally as well you know kojima's fashion sense and eye for design has been really really evident in this brand's unique and stylish offering and in addition you know she also continued on as a model for a numerous amount of fashion magazines instead of Harper's, Bazaar's, and Ellie and Vogue, to name a few. And she's been the main model for Shiseido and Uniqlo as well. And she's even walked on a several fashion shows, such as the Tokyo Girls Collection, which is a huge fashion show in Japan. And she's been just, all in all, her fashion sense is probably one of the most things that everyone really looks upon yeah so you know she has that airhead personality but it really helped her establish herself as a really serious actress and furthermore you know she's appeared in a bunch of other like film festivals stuff like that at paris fashion week just to kind of 
bridge her name to international stuff. And she's also participated in a lot of global campaigns, like the U- the UN's He's for She campaign, which is kind of gender equality stuff. And overall, like for me, like the huge thing that I immediately thought of of who we're gonna do, it was gonna be ha- Kojima here, because of the fact that her fashion brand is freaking huge i didn't even think about that there are several other people that tried to bridge into fashion that failed miserably like there's shinoda uh, mariko shinoda who also did fashion her brand only lasted seven months and you know one of the major things of it is because she a lot of it is laundry and she models the laundry herself so a lot of it is kind of on her power to kind of use herself as a brand image there and that's very very smart for her specifically but and it was a gamble that ended up working out in the end yeah no i i'm not too familiar with yeah uh, she was kojima she she was literally after your time that's why yeah (laughs) but man it sounds like she's had one heck of a career after her time in akb 48 to mean i mean it it is incredibly hard to launch a fashion brand and uh her lip too sounds really very interesting and i i've got the website pulled up and it it, she's she's it is crazy yeah, she's a very, very, very pretty girl. Let's just say this much. She's a very, yeah, very pretty yeah. girl. And she let's just say this much. She she knows her image very well and what really, really works, so to say. Yeah, she doesn't have to spend money hiring other <laughs> people to model her clothes. Like She, she, she does a good job by herself. But, uh, but yeah, this, this is... This is very nice. Uh I was like, yeah, maybe I should find something for my wife off of this <laughs> website cuz her 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 style seems very similar to like what my wife likes, so yes. <laughs> but uh yeah, no, it, it's again like like I said like it's crazy, you know, cuz I'm certain there's a that's one of the in my mind probably one of the more obvious things that I could see people trying to do. And it's so hard. It's so hard to launch a fashion brand. And for her to do that just kudos like that 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 is that is a big deal and stuff and so um that is very very fascinating uh that she was able to do that um more power to can you would does is it all online or does she have like stores and stuff you can walk into she she, she has it's it's like those set up pop-up stores kind of thing got you okay okay cool I understand that that is that is very awesome yeah so like a, a lot of her things is like if they have a a pop-up thing it it's pretty popular it sells out immediately <laughs> yeah I, I imagine if they do like pop-up stores like you know like people will find out about it the line will go <laughs> the day that it's, it's like the line will go and then it's oh, like yeah, yeah most yeah. definitely What about you, Luna? (laughs) So, thank you. I'm very familiar with all the brands she's modeled for, specifically, like Shiseido, because I do love Shiseido. 
and Uniqlo. I love Uniqlo's clothes. But the one thing when you said Tokyo Girls Collection, that is a huge thing to be featured in. And I do follow them. And I have a friend who actually did that for a little bit when when she was at Shibuya 109. When they had that and she met, I remember she met a lot of the, I want to say Kojima was one of the people she met when she was there. This was a long time. This was years ago. Um, but I followed Tokyo Girls Collection for quite a while. And so I was familiar with her. I was also familiar with some of her, of course, her career, you know, her film career. And even her name. She was one that you do know her name. And she is very beautiful. She's a act, uh, a, I, I don't know if I want to say like model, talent, that when you see her, you know who she is. And she still stands out because, well, best dressed celebrities, that's an understatement. I think her and Tomo Chin are two of the ones that when you see them, they, they just have that sense of style and they just have that look that makes them super recognizable. Oh, yeah. Like, f- for example, like, out of the model stuff, if Tomo Chin's one... Kojima's second. She's right there. If not oh, yeah. tying tying her at, at, at certain points. Because oh, of the fact I agree. that because of Kojima's modeling career as well. And like I said, she knows she knows what she got and she knows how to how to use it, so to speak. Yes. Yes, yeah, she does. And I'm glad you mentioned more of the fashion magazines than I did because they both have starred in so many and El Bazaar. And Vogue, and just to be featured in big magazines like that alone is a huge deal. And I know both Tomochin and Kojima have been featured in some of the magazines I have because I love Japanese fashion and I followed it for years. I have a ton of different magazine brands in my house still. And I remember spotting them on there and being excited like, oh, you know, and I really wanted their clothes. They pull it off. They knew how to pull it off. So I was always very familiar in general, and I'm glad you picked Kojima because I feel like she is one that stands out and still stands out to this day, too. And I actually did not realize she had her own fashion line, just like her own actually like brand, because I have been out of the loop for a bit. But I'm very, very proud of her because that is a huge accomplishment to do. And for it to be as successful as it has is e- even better. Oh yeah, like there's there's a couple of other models that I I kind of want to at least bring bring up here, and you know one of them is Sumide Sato as well. Sumide Sato is she she did the Lolita style of fashion much more heavily, and unfortunately, and what what. One of the things I don't want to say, unfortunately, but a lot of the a lot of the facts ends up being a little bit skewed after the fact that, you know, once once they kind of settle down and get married, it's kind of really difficult for for models to con- quote unquote continue on. And Tomochin has proved them wrong. She has a child and actually is very very. It's very interesting to see how she interacts with her child as well. Same for Sato Sumide. She has a very interesting connection with her child, especially with fashion. Uh, I like to... I, I always laugh when I when I see the person that she ends up with 
for for Sumire Sato, her husband is a a mixed martial artist <laughs> cage fighter, and I'm just like having like the weirdest like whiplash effect of how this hell how to, how in the world did that happen? <laughs> Tomomi, I kind of understand with with, with Tomomi with Tomochin, I kind of understand. You know, celebrity circles. You know, you 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 know her husband just was a part of the WBC Japan team, and they just won. So it was really really interesting to see that she actually went to one of the games. So. Yeah, and I can easily see hers as well. You know, Tomochin's. Sumida's is kind of is very interesting, but Tomochin's yeah. I can see, especially with baseball and how a lot of those, you know, how you can meet being in that type of industry. You know, just the celebrities. A lot of them are just able to connect a lot easier, and then find those, those interests they those common interests they share. Yeah. It, it is interesting uh, that, you know, such a de- delicate, I guess would be a good way to put it. Just like her, her image, it's so pure almost. And then like, yeah, her, her husband's a kickboxer. <laughs> yeah. Like, I just find it the funniest it just, thing. <laughs> like, I, I mean, dude's rip. Don't get me wrong. The, the, but, the guy's shred as hell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like it, it is gosh I, I gotta get i gotta hit the gym <laughs> but so it it's, it's just so funny <laughs> i just find it hilarious like you know you know sumire does these these like lolita fashion stuff as well but it's 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 very very different from what kojima has also been doing so but Overall, I mean, all three girls that we've mentioned here had a very interesting career. I, For me, I just wish Kojima did continue on with acting just a little bit more. So, and she kind of can use her name again to kind of garner a little bit much more roles here. As much as she, you know, she has the airhead look here, I'm, I'm sure she can get a much more acclaimed role just by asking, so to speak. But yeah. With that, let's continue on here to who did we think that we, uh, you know, this is all personal opinions here on this part here. But out of, for the three of us, who did we think had, you know, not the greatest career post-graduation. Now, I know there are several people that have gone into other types of industries that we won't name here that you guys can look up on yourself, but... We won't name that here. I I don't. I'm not gonna mention anyone in 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 pro wrestling. So there, there's none of that as well. So, but let's start with you, Luna. Who did you think, personally, on your own opinion, had not so much the greatest career post their graduation? So mine is interesting because she had a career before S S N D. SDN, yeah, well, SDN 48. So mine was, hmm? It's, it's, it's SDN. <laughs> yeah, SDN, I know, I spelled it wrong in some of it. So, yeah, it's SDN, because it's Saturday Night 48. <laughs> night, yeah, Saturday Night 48, yeah. I know, I realized that afterward when I halfway did it. So mine is very interesting because she had a career before SDN 48 
And she did have a solo career. She was a reggae dancehall artist. Uh, her name is Mide. Her real name, and there's two of these, which gets very confusing because she doesn't really use her real name very often. It's Kaneko Mide, but she goes by Mide, M-I-R-A-Y. And she originally started off in, what was it, like, 08, 09 as a solo artist. Then she went into SDN 48 in May 2011. And I followed her. Let's kind of put the pin note in here first, though. But for Saturday Night Forty Eight or SCN Forty Eight, they were they were going to be groups for members that are already had been established. So that that's the reason why they probably chose her in the first place. So yes, I, she I was already established. I just wanted Thank to you. put that in beforehand. <laughs> yeah, and I'm not. And those of you who don't know, I'm not as familiar with some of of SDN48. The only reason I really follow them is because I like Me Day. And I like I I do like some reggae dance hall and I remember when she came out I liked her music and then she joined this group and I'm like okay, I know they're part of the 48s. Let's see what happens. And unfortunately, it didn't last long for her. It lasted a year. And the thing that perplexed me is I mean, she didn't have the best career beforehand, but afterward she, she didn't do much. If you really look at her career, she left a year later in 2012. And she pretty much, I mean, she stated, hey, I might come back, you know, under my old name. I might do music. She really didn't. She did a collaboration project in 2014 with KM Market. And then she did a double A site single in 2017. And then crickets for a while until... 2019 when SDN 48's 10th anniversary concert came out and then silence she still looks fabulous and her Instagram is actually very active and her Twitter's very active and then recently she's starting to do concerts she has a one coming up on for uh, April 2nd that she's doing but she is no digital music from what I can see that's super recent in general so her career is it i feel like she's been online she's she tweets she goes on instagram she posts stuff but career wise she didn't really do anything afterward which is disappointing because she had the looks i honestly think she had the vocals she could have she could have done modeling she could have done a lot of things but she really just went quiet and you don't hear anything from her you couldn't find anything from her besides her Insta and Twitter, which are very personal. And it makes me sad because I, I really did enjoy her. But she's one of those artists that you just kind of you forget she was a member for a while. I, I actually have a lot of her solo stuff. And I liked her in SDN 48. I think she fit with the vibe. And when she came back for their 10th anniversary concert in 2019, it was really great to see her back in there and still looking good and enjoying it and not missing a beat. And there's not much on her afterward. I mean, it's really just following her on SNS. And I kind of, I, it's just really hard to say with her. It just... I feel like it never really took off. She never really found that niche or that crowd that really pulled her in something that stuck, which 
I mean, makes me really sad, but that also happens because you look at all the artists' careers who just come and go. You look at that in general, celebrities. But I always remembered her because of her unique look, because of her look, and also the music she did. Her like, her vocals were unique, and I like that Dantel reggae vibe she did. She had that sound too, and she really did bring that to SDN Forty Eight too, and I like that about her. Yeah, I didn't even know SDN48 was a thing. So uh, it's very interesting you, you picked her, Luna, because she does seem to have a very interesting look. And, you know, it, it's really, you know, a shame that, you know, I haven't heard her music, but it sounds like she brought something different and unique to the table. So it, it kind of, it's always a little saddening when, you know, someone that really is a little bit out of the box and, and does something that's just a little bit different. And then they, they no longer around, like they, they never really take off or connect, find their audience, so to speak. So uh, it, it's a little sad that, you know, she, she couldn't never just kind of get off the ground and, and stuff, but you know, hope, hopefully, you know, she's, she's doing well. I mean, at least for her, she she's still doing music. So, I mean, she has a concert coming up on 4-2, which she's been advertising. So I'm happy for her in that aspect. And I, I just really, she was with Avix at one time. That was what her solo was with, her solo career. But that that's one of the, you know, she was one of the early artists who really turned me on. So... Yeah, I, I think, yeah, she, it's nice to see that, you know, she's still singing. Uh, you know, she's doing more than my person. And one of the reasons you probably don't know of Saturday Night 48 is because they were so short lived. It was only three years. So they were they were done before you even had any interest of, the, of Idol. This was before we even met, so they were done. <laughs> but for okay, me... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, for, for me, I, I... I mean, she's at least still doing something. It's just that her, her career after graduation is... It's... She's at least doing something. That that's my whole thing. <laughs> Better than the other two, like our mine and yours choice, Gray. She's at least planning to do music. <laughs> yeah, I feel like Mita is kind of like trying to come back, and she. Do, I I feel like she at least did a few small things afterward of somewhat recognition. But I was just excited to see that she was actually doing a concert yeah. and that she was still trying. I'm like, wow, she's actually still trying. And I give you props for that, you know, because a lot of artists just give up and just go minimal. But it did take me some hunting to find her personal Twitter and Instagram. Yeah. But yeah, with that, let's continue on to yours, Gray. Who did you end up choosing as someone who didn't end up doing much with their career? Yeah, so this is someone who is, is a little bit more recent and current, obviously because I, I, I'm I a later fan. But I, when we first, you know, when I first started getting into AKB48, I was a huge Jarena Matsui fan. And 
I I really liked her. I, I really liked a lot of the songs she did. I, I was really vested in, in her career. And, you know, I was sad when she left. And she, she did kind of leave under some quasi very interesting circumstances that we probably shouldn't get into but it's 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 a whole thing that i understand (laughs) for for me this like this goes back to the whole talk that we had when she announced her graduation because i remember you were talking so hard about her saying no 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 she's gonna be talking about going becoming an actress don't worry she's gonna show up in in she's wanting to be an actress she'll show up in a lot more dramas it's fine it's fine you guys it's fine but if she's oh yeah i was so wrong i was so wrong she she has done oh my lord uh she she hasn't really done anything after graduating uh, SKE, AKB48 and, and SKE48, respectively. Uh, well, so, mo- mostly SKE, because she was mostly known in SKE. She kind of just guarded AKB's role at that point. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, it's just... It, it's just one of those things where I, I was... I mean, I, I'm always the optimist and stuff, but, yeah, she she doesn't really have much of a public life if that makes any sense currently uh she has like some social media i went and checked all of her social medias and it's like she she hasn't her first her pin tweet is from 2021 from christmas of 2021 and she hasn't done anything with that since uh it looks like she's done a little bit more on her TikTok. That that seems to be where she's the most active, and I would use I would put the air quotes around that because active, she, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like it's like she posts like once in a while and stuff. She's got a cute dog. She has a really cute dog, and you get to see that on on, on TikTok. But other than that, she's it's pretty much crickets on on her end, and she's she's not doing anything now. Who knows what she's doing? Uh, Maybe she might be working on something. It's hard to tell. But from all signs, she's kind of... Moved it, into it's sad life. because you know she she's announced that she's like oh yeah i've been in poor health i've been in poor health i've been in poor health but she's still gonna try continue doing stuff but it's still crickets it's been two years as of this point and just like no 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 spark of a thing of commitments we could be wrong because of the fact that you chose people fairly close to your um to your time and I, I like i said i get it because you're you're not in the fan fan you just you are just picking people that you are that you have known and for julia for juliana specifically she's been in the industry for a long time so i can understand why she is doing what she's doing right now <laughs> if she wants a break she she deserves a freaking break. She's not going to be like Achan or Maidatsuko and Oshima Yuko, where immediately after they left, they done other careers immediately. She's not like that, unfortunately. And 
it's it's sad because I know this girl was started when she was 12. So <laughs> she deserves a break, but it's kind of like, you know, fans of her who have been worried about her. We haven't there's there's not much. And you know, out of the big four people that were like centers in all their respective groups in from AKB, SKE, and MB and HKT, you know, she's the one that has done the least. I mean, my uh, Acha, my Dotsko, has graduated first, so obviously she has much more of a pet, a a stamp on this. But I mean, you know, Yamamoto Sayaka, the future here for NMB, she was the main person, and she has a better career than Jorina. And Yamamoto has been silent as well for certain parts. She only came back to her music career fairly recently. <laughs> yeah, it. It's crazy, and I will agree with you. You want to talk about someone that's earned a break? I I will say it's like she was. You're right. She started really young, and she was really busy. If you just kind of pull up her page on Stage Forty Eight or Wikipedia, like man, like she just has a laundry list of credits and stuff she was in. She did a lot of dramas while she was in. AKB48, she did a couple movies. Like, the girl stayed busy for a long time, north of 10 years. And, you know, when, like, you know, I understand, you know, when she left, I, you know, I felt like, you know, she was getting burnt out. It, it kind of felt like, but. I, I always kind of lamented, you know, because she, she didn't have the best exit. It was not the best handled exit, sadly. It wasn't the, you know, the thing is, with the whole thing about how Julia left, it's, it's a it's a own topic in and of itself. But let's kind of just put on the footnotes here. She... <laughs> Not only did she leave at the height of her career, she left being the center. Literally, this th- she is the reason why they hadn't done a Simbatsu. And that's the saddest thing because of the fact that they knew when she originally went on hiatus after winning the Simbatsu, they were screwed. They were literally screwed. And to the point that if they had done another Senbatsu, Junina might have won again, and I guess at that time they had the inkling that Junina might have graduated or will be taking an extended leave of absence, and they were screwed again. If that happened, they can't do that two years in a row. What did what they did, and it wasn't good for, for, for Arisa. I felt so bad for her because literally, you know, Junina bowed out Arisa still had to be the quote-unquote semi-center for the single. And still, they didn't give her the role. I felt so bad for her. And then when it did happen, and when Arisa was going to be the center, the singles didn't really sell well. And then Arisa left. And now SK is in such a bad disarray right now. Yeah, SKE has not been the same since Jarena left, and I, ever since I, that Simbatsu, I would say. Yeah, <laughs> I it, it's just been 
Man, I, 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 I still actively try to not remember Sentimental Trainwreck. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's that so... That was rough. It's so bad because I feel, like I said, I feel so bad for Adisa. <laughs> I feel so bad for her because of the fact that, okay, you know, Juriana's gone. I am going to be, since I was the runner-up, I am going to be the person that has to pick up the slat. It felt so bad for, uh, um, uh, sorry, not Adisa. Suda Akari. I'm so sorry about that. Suda Akari. I feel so bad for Akari here that she had to do literally all the work but not get the credit. And I felt so bad for her. Have you kept up with Suda Akari? Has has she been doing... She's, she's been been doing a bunch of little mini lives and she's going to release a single, I think. But there's not much of her career. She's she's also kind of taking it easy, so to speak. But she's been in the limelight more than Jurin has. <laughs> oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, cause, and like like you know, because you know, poor you know, because Jarena just like I said, she just kind of receded from public life and uh, like. Like I said, like uh, she just celebrated her birthday, and, and like so, like her most recent, she does have a post on like all of her social medias about her birthday. But uh, outside of that, it like if you go to her Twitter, uh, the previous tweet before that is from is February of last year. So may, maybe the fact that because she didn't tweet about her birthday last year. But she did tweet about her birthday this year, and maybe that's a sign that maybe she's starting to re-enter public life, maybe. Possibly. Who who knows? But I guess we'll just have to wait and see, sadly. Yeah, and and, for for Suda Akati, she just graduated. She just graduated this past, like, within the last, like, four or five months. So I'm not expecting much of her from right now. (laughs) It's not like with, with... Yamamoto Saika, as soon as she graduated, she announced a new single. I'm not expecting that much. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. I think you two pretty said it all. I honestly still remember the whole Trina thing that happened, you know, because we were doing a podcast at the time, and I remember this was a huge deal. And then nothing. I honestly kind of she slipped my mind because i haven't really followed her but it's nice to know that you know you guys have kind of kept up with it and seeing what happened but it's really sad to see she just dropped off because she had so much promise being the center but yeah well said you two thank you but yeah with mine i guess we'll continue on to mine mine is also a center and you know it's mayu watanabe also known as mayu she was literally the center of team b and you know she was there from its inception in 2005 all the way up to 2017 we were there she was the the at that time she she was our first biggest graduation that we dealt with as a podcast and for us three and for you too gray and you know her first 
she tried to go into singing for a bit and her first big sing single synchro tokumeki which released you know of 2017 of that same year you know it only reached number five on the Oricon chart, which was, you know, a huge drop from usually number one releases that she did for AKB. And her subsequent releases that she also did off of that just fell off the charts, indicating that, you know, she, her singing wasn't going to get her there. And I remember doing, following this because I'm like, you know, good for Mayu, good for Mayu getting onto the Oricon after her first release. I remember that. I remember covering her for this releases. And then nothing happened. And, you know, another thing is her presence in the media wasn't really big after as well. Because, you know, she left. She needed to be on her own. She's not part of the cog of the 48 machine anymore. And same for the dramas. She wanted to be an actress as well. And following the footsteps of Baida Atsuko and Oshima Yuko and stuff like that. And it wasn't just getting her the roles that she needed to be in. And I remember just like trying to be like yes go Mayu go Mayu because she was she was the last sliver of my generation of keeping up with the AKBs here and it was just so disheartening for me to see that she wasn't getting the calls as much as the other the other girls here and I felt bad and but it, it sucked because after that, you know, she, right around when the the pandemic was starting to rage on here, Mayu, Mayu announced that she's just retiring from the industry as a whole. She quit everything, so she doesn't even have her Twitter, I don't think so. And, you know, she just really struggled to find that foothold comparatively to the other members here. And, you know... I wish her the great success of being a normal girl now. And I feel bad because she was she was always number five. If you were in our generation of AKB and for fandom, she was the always the fifth girl. It was always Oshima Yuko, Maida Atsuko, Shinoda Mariko, Tomo Chin, and then Mayu. It was always around them. She was always in that contention of the Senbatsu, and to see after she left, she just never held that spot. And it's so bad and so sad to kind of see that for her. And when she just announced her retirement from the industry as a whole, that, that was the, the straw that broke the camel's back. Now she's just regular girl. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's kind of sad. I do remember this happening. I remember her graduating uh, right, right at the start of the show, I remember. Uh, uh, I remember you talking about her her release hitting the Oricon and how excited you were for that, and for her to just bow out of the industry in 2020. Just it's it's a little heartbreaking because I mean, she she did have somewhat of a good popularity in her AKB48 days. But it's just, it's really sad she couldn't turn that into a, a, a fruitful solo career. And she just wound up not being able to do much. So it, it's really sad that that happened. Uh, and, you know, I, I hope she's happy, you, you know. I, and I hope, you know, just being a, a normal girl now is just 
makes her happy and, and, and stuff. Uh, you know, definitely wish her the best of luck. And, you, you know, you never know what the future, hold, future holds. So we'll, we'll see what happens. I can't see my UU coming back. She's happy being a normal girl. And I do remember watching that be my UU. My, my year my you back in the day i mean i remember a lot of the original members she's one of them i also remember when she uh, a lot of those singles released and i never was wowed by them and i felt bad because i really wanted her to succeed but at the same time i was i also did nothing that she released really wowed you I mean, not to say that Tomon Shin's Dear Jay was, you know, a good debut, you know, but she totally came back with Funi. And I just felt like with Mayu Yu, none of that really hit, nothing really stood out. And I feel like that was such a big issue is to be a soloist and divulge from AKB after graduating, you have to find that niche that you stand out at and you gotta you have so much competition in the industry. Yeah, you might have been an idol, but how far does that carry over with the rest of the population? I mean, carrying on that career, it's not an easy thing to uphold either. I mean, you might be solo, but then you still have certain criteria you still gotta uphold along with making music that stands out and that can be a very difficult thing and i'm really sad that you know she wasn't able to succeed the way some do some you know that some do but i feel like at the same time maybe that was just one of those things that wasn't met for her and she you know she pretty much is happy being a normal girl what it sounds like and I mean, also, you think about your mental health, pursuing a solo career. I mean, she had issues getting, like Ken said, issues getting in commercials. She didn't do as much high profile items like endorsements as a lot of the other members. She just didn't have that. She had so many other AKB members who were ahead of her in so many levels. And that also makes that competition harder. Not to mention all the other female vocal vocal soloists who were super popular at the time. And I just feel like there are a lot of contributing factors. And a big part of it was for me is none of her music stood out. And you really have to have that standout factor. And I, I personally like a really good vocalist. My UU my didn't have the strongest vocals. But that doesn't always matter because if you produce something that stands out, that can actually hit too. So I just, I, I'm really sad that she did fail to, you know, to chart and fail to gain that success and popularity. A lot of the other members did, but sometimes it could, you know, be for the best as, you know, just leaving the entertainment industry. I honestly can't see her coming back. I'm just going to put that out there. I just don't see it. I think she would have reared her head by now. Oh, yeah. No, I I, I just think she's okay with being normal girl now. And there's, I mean, there's other people that in other industries that after they quit, they're just like, yeah, no, I'm done kind of thing and delete everything. And that's fine. That's fine. I don't expect them to, for her to be back or to to come back, so to speak. 
it'd be very it'd be very interesting if she does but i think she's she's also she's also just like like jorena where she's been in the industry for over 10 years at that point so she's done kind of thing yeah and like you said a lot of a lot of people just quit and are happy being a no- having a normal career a normal life not having to worry about all the being in the entertainment industry also being a former idol what you have to uphold to maintain that career I feel like probably for her just going on her own way that was probably a big relief especially being in that industry which can be toxic for over 10 years I mean she had a great career run she had fun with AKB you know she really did make she made a statement in that career I feel like she really did put her name out there but I I, I totally get being a normal girl and just wanting to live her life you know like for for me I I I just want to bring up some other people that I wanted to talk about as well obviously for for ones that are successful my dots go I mean my dots go even though her singing career just stunted her acting career has gotten up her modeling career has gotten up as well same for Oshima Yuko I mean if we talk about actresses Oshima Yuko is probably the better actresses of the people here my Mariko Sonoda she's also had a fairly it's a very interesting career for her as well but her use of being a mom kind of really reared her head in at certain times but she's using that that as a driving force for her popularity there's also a couple things that like suzuran yamauchi suzuran she decided to not do idol stuff anymore and now she is specifically doing golf and her career as a an athletic person she has her own company that is dealing with golf and golf apparel that's also really really huge in japan with golf is very very huge as well so I, i i just wanted to at least mention those girls there are people that i would want to mention for on the other side but i kind of don't want to give in to what their careers were it's it's really fun it's just really funny it's overall you know this is the system comes and system goes for these kind of girls and this i should specify this once again this is only our personal opinions of what we think in and garner success and you know didn't really garner much success after it's our own opinion i don't want this to be a fan war here but it's just our opinions for this but it's overall pretty good. I'm very happy of the con- conversation that we were able to tell here. And yeah, what'd you guys think about this? It was very fun overall, kind of going down memory lane here. I agree. I thought it was fun because it made me think back to the days I did listen to AKB. And this was early on in the career and when I really enjoyed a lot of that industry. It also made me look back at what are they doing now? what have they done now have they done anything and just seeing their accomplishments is it's just great to see the accomplishments where someone is and just looking back on that and that retrospect and just honestly i i didn't realize how long it had been and just seeing it puts how time has flown in perspective and seeing how the industry has changed 
how these artists have changed. So I greatly enjoyed looking at it this way. Oh, I had a ton of fun and I thought this was a great conversation. It's nice to kind of dive back into some of, you know, our favorite idols and just play catch up, see where they are now, see how, how, you know, where they're at and what they're doing. And I, I thought this was very fascinating, very interesting because, you know, once they leave these groups, you know, Unless you stay on top of it and stuff like that, like usually they do just kind of fade away and stuff. And so you're like, well, gee, I wonder what this, what so and so is doing. Oh, they wound up, they're wound up not doing anything right now. So okay, or wow, they have this amazing acting career. So it's very interesting to to take a peek at what their lives look like post graduation and stuff. And something I wouldn't mind doing, you know, in time, like finding some other of idols and looking back and, and doing that. Cause I had a ton of fun with this. I, I also kind of forgot the most glaring one that we went through of all three of us here. And that is Sashi Hattorino. <laughs> I forgot the biggest one of them all in our time here, you know, with Sashi Hata also, I mean, she used her mind as an idol herself and now is a producer of equals love and not equals me and all that all that lovely stuff. She's just getting bank after bank at this point now. And only 30 years old. <laughs> I might add. She really is. I mean, and I'm glad you brought her up and I I feel like if we had one more person on, she would have come up because that's a big deal and also I absolutely love equals love and it's really shown how ha being an idol and having that mindset really does help the success of other ones in the industry today yeah i was at the top of the show i was talking about how much i like the equal love's latest release and, and stuff so she's doing some good work with with that group and you can definitely hear her tutelage in in that so uh, you know, I, I'm glad she's knocking it out of the park, and I'm, it's it's nice to see she's really doing well. She she took what she learned all that time in AKB48 and really turned it, made it something she could really make bank off of. So she's oh, doing yeah. excellent. Oh yeah, but yeah, I want to say thank you for listening to this wonderful episode of Ongakadu. Be on the lookout for our next episode, which is the Oricons episode for the month of March. So be on the lookout for that. But yeah, you can follow us on all social media platforms at Twitter and Instagram at Ongakadu. You can follow the website where we talk about the music, news, and industry stuff at Yeah, You can follow us, our, our affiliates, Curry Hunter, who is a variety streamer. You can check him out at twitch.tv slash Corey Hunter, K-Y-O-R-Y-U-H-U-N-T-E-R. You can also follow Timber Taff, who is going through World of Warcraft. Sorry, I have to roll my eyes when I hear that. Going through the lore of World of Warcraft. Timber, what the hell are you doing? But you can check him out at twitch.tv slash Timber Taff, T-I-M-B-R-T-A-F-T. You can also check out our... Uh, your sister Luna Rose, who is going through some very interesting things on the streaming platform, you can check her out at twitch.tv slash rainstarkitty, R-A-I-N-S-T-A-R-K-I-T-T-Y. You can also check out our resident Arthur 
Fangirl Has No Name, you can check her out at twitch.tv slash Fangirl Has No Name, F-A-N-G-I-R-L-H-A-S-N-O-N-A-M-E. You can also check out the podcast where me, Kyo, Timber, and Fangirl talk about gaming news called Podasaurus. This past week, it was just very, very, very interesting. <laughs> we talked about a lot of things. You want to hear our stuff about the Pokemon Direct and... Resident Evil 6 for some strange reason. And we also talked about Fire Emblem Engage because I've been going through that game and it's 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 a game. <laughs> but yeah, you can check that out by looking up Karyu Hunter, same as his Twitch handle on all podcasting services. You can follow me personally on Twitter and Instagram at OTYKim1 where I talk about Bang Dream, I know I have a Robocall Herobo, and all the wonderful things there for pro wrestling. Where can we find you, Gray? You can find me on Twitter at OngakuGray where I tweet about what I'm watching, what I'm playing, all that fun jazz. If you're interested in what I'm up to, just follow me there. And where can we find you, Luna? You can follow me on several of the social medias, such as Twitter, Letterboxd, Serialized, My Anime List, Anime Planet, Kitsu as LunaMaria87. And you can follow me on Instagram as NerdyCollectorLuna where I talk about what I'm watching, what I'm listening to. You can see photos of my cats. And recently, all the the, the fun places I've been kind of kind of going, not really. But just some nice little getaways of some beautiful countryside. I want to say thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Ungangadu. I'm just going to say thank you very much and have a great day. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Hope you have a wonderful rest of your week. Jamatane. And this is great. Thank you guys so much for tuning in, and we'll be right back here next time. Bye-bye.